player podcast. Halloween pool is here, where the scar and abnormal live and terror thrives. So make sure the lights stay on as Nerd Pool presents Halloween Pool. What's up, all you ghouls and goblins, and welcome to another episode of Halloween Pool, the podcast brought to you by the Nerd Pool Podcast through the entire month of October. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E, your 978th favorite podcast host. As always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And I had another episode planned this week. I'm not giving it away because it's going to come, but I had another episode planned this week, and I completely forgot that Halloween ends, the trilogy of the new Halloween series and the end of the original story had actually came out. It hit theaters and it hit Peacock. It was number one at the box office. Um, so you know why, you know your boy had to watch that. And because of that, I'm doing this episode because, spoiler alert, we're going to get into spoilers as you already know. Let's just say it, this movie fucking sucks. Now you all know me. You all know that I try my best, my damnedest to figure something out to make this movie worthwhile. And maybe that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is a great actress. She does a fantastic job. She said this is her last Halloween movie. And I don't blame her if this is the direction they're wanting to go. Okay. When you watch Halloween, we're not talking about Halloween 3. Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which is actually not a terrible film, but has nothing to do with the Halloween series. It was going to be the, as everybody knows, uh, John Carpenter's idea was to make every Halloween a different. It was going to be an anthology movie series. Um, and that was his attempt at it. It didn't work. So he went back to what was making money. And that was Michael Myers. And that's the point. The Halloween series is built around Michael Myers and his chase to kill Laurie Strode or in some of the sequence, you know, the the other ones, Laurie Strode's family. This movie is almost two hours long, and Michael Myers doesn't appear until damn near 50 minutes into the film. And Michael Myers' overall screen time is maybe 10 to 15 fucking minutes. We have an entire Halloween movie with damn near no Michael Myers in it. I don't know what the writers were thinking about doing this. I don't know what they thought was going to happen or what they were planning. But this movie blows. I don't want to see a Halloween movie now knowing that Michael Myers is the main focal point. I don't want to see a Halloween film with Michael Myers where he's not in the fucking movie. Michael Myers is supposed to be stalking and killing people to get to Laurie Strode. In this film, it centers around a new character named Corey. And we see at the beginning that Corey is going to be babysitting a child. Now, this seems strange, but he's not related to the family. And the fact that it's just, I don't know, there's nothing wrong with it, I guess, per se. But it's just, it's kind of weird seeing the trope of a male babysitter. You know, he's saving money for college. Well, we find out the kid's kind of a little prick. Um, The kid ends up acting like he got attacked or somebody broke in and ends up locking Corey into a closet up on the top of this big-ass fucking mansion this family lives in. When you look at the spiraling staircase, it looks like there's six fucking levels to this. Like, are you living in the fucking Hotel California? This is ridiculous. But, 
He's up there. He's got him locked in. The parents are coming home. And, you know, he's beating on the door. Let me out. He's scared. He's locked in the closet. And the kid's outside laughing at him because he's locked his babysitter in the closet. And he starts kicking the door to kick it open. He finally kicks the door with all of his might. The door swings open, hits the kid in the face. The kid tumbles over the banister and falls to his death in the floor right in front of his parents, of course. Now this kid gets charged with this guy gets charged with involuntary manslaughter. I don't think he actually went to jail for it. I don't really know because they never kind of really explain it. I guess, or maybe I just missed it because it was just I was just like, what the fuck is going on right out of the gate? But the rest of the film, we see that Lori Strode has now moved on from Michael Myers. She's bought a house at Haddonfield instead of moving the fuck away. And the whole thing is, is her granddaughter is staying with her now because both of her parents were killed by Michael in the last film. But I don't understand this. She stayed for her granddaughter. Why? This is this is supposed to be four years after the last Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. Why didn't they just leave Haddonfield together? Why didn't they go to a different town or whatever? That's nonetheless. She's bought a house. She's trying to you know, get back into society, being normal, functioning person of society instead of Sarah Connor in the middle of the woods training to kill Michael because they all think Michael's gone now, I guess. And Lori is now, has a has a nice home and she is baking pie. She's grocery shopping. She's flirting with the sheriff in this. Again, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. She does a fantastic job. Jamie Lee Curtis is a great actress. She's just awesome in, the, in almost everything she does. So I'm not going to bash her in any way, shape, or form. She plays her role to a T to the best part of this movie. She meets Corey. Corey's getting picked on. You know, he's getting... Basically, the entire town has called him a psychopath. The whole story is, is that now that Michael's gone, they have to have a psychopath to put their anger on. So he's it because he killed a child. And she's a freak show because... According to everybody now, she taunted this mentally ill man or guy with brain damage, and that's what caused Michael Myers to go on this killing rampage the second time. The entire fucking town is insane. They're blaming Lori for a psycho killer trying to kill Lori and her family. It is nuts. I mean, I guess it's kind of telling in the way this society is because really I think it might actually go that way they would blame you because they would have no one else to blame and people just love something to bitch about but they're picking on her they're picking on him she sees that so her first thing is when she finds him after he's been bullied and his hands cut up is let's take him to my daughter who works at a at the hospital and she's going to sew it up basically introduces her to him and they just hit it off immediately she's head over heels in love with Corey and we all know how this is going to be Corey's going to be a psychopath because Corey was a good guy he was going to school he was going to be you know I, th I think he was an engineer again I don't remember that it was the beginning of the film he said it passing but he was going to go to college he was going to get a degree going to be a a good member of society. He was a good kid. Everybody said he was a good kid. And this one thing ruined his life. And then everybody starts picking on him. And somehow that turns him into the next Michael fucking Myers. And that's exactly where they go with this. Michael Myers is living in a fucking drainage ditch under an overpass where all the homeless live. And the weird thing about this is Michael Myers' whole thing is he just kills. Like he doesn't, he might not kill kids, but he's killing people just to kill people. And there's just homeless people walking around and by him, and he doesn't bother them, never touches them, never looks at them, nothing. Now, granted, we don't see this until about 40, 50 minutes into the film, 
but we it's implied that he's there. And the first time we see him is when Corey again is getting picked on. He his, Lori's granddaughter has invited him to a bar for Halloween for a Halloween party. He goes. He's laughing. He's enjoying himself for the first time in forever. And then he runs into the mother of the kid that he accidentally killed. And she goes off, you know, you got away with it. How could you kill it? How dare you have fun and enjoy your life? You know, when you murdered my son, it was an accident. He didn't do it on purpose. But yet, you know, I, I understand a little bit where she's coming from. If someone kills your kid, accident or not, you're more than likely going to hold that grudge and be like, how dare you in here having fun? You're there. You're smiling and laughing. I mean, I know that you were probably drinking your pain away, but it seemed like you were laughing and smiling at first before you saw him. But anyway, I digress. So he leaves, and the kids that were picking on him earlier, that him and Lori sliced their tires because they were picking on him and what caused him to get his hand cut and meet Lori's granddaughter in the first place, um, fall again. He's apparently... I don't know who his dad is, but his dad is, I guess, a big shot who doesn't like him. He looks like, I think he's supposed to be the quarterback of the football team or something because he's wearing a Letterman jacket. They never actually say who the fuck he is. But they're picking on him, and he's basically saying, you know, you're, you, I know why you're an asshole because your dad's an asshole to you. Your dad doesn't like you. I know what it's, you know, he's basically saying, I know what it's like. You know, your dad doesn't love you. Your dad thinks you're an asshole. And so this kid hurls Corey over a fucking overpass down to the place where the homeless are and down where Michael Myers' drainage ditch is. They think he's dead. They drive off. It's this guy, his buddy, and two girls that are with him, always. One of the girls is one of the, you know, she's playing the, how could you do that? Oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. She never does nothing. Didn't go to check on Corey when he fell. She got in the car with him and left. Didn't stop hanging out with him because he's with him the rest of the fucking film. Didn't call the police. Nothing. So she's not exactly a good person either, but they try to make it like she doesn't want to be involved in this. She's not wants, She's not a part of it. She's not evil like the other three. Get the fuck out of here. Um, anyway, we find that Michael Myers has drugged him, Corey, into a drainage ditch. And when he wakes up, he's in the ditch and he's walking. And we first get our glimpse of Michael Myers as he goes to leave. And Michael Myers grabs him by the throat and we just see the mask. As he's sticking his hand through a hole and we see the mask... All of a sudden, we flash back to the kid dying, and I don't know if it's supposed to be that Michael sees it in his eyes, because you can kind of, you're seeing his reflection in his eyes, so I don't know if he sees it in his eyes, or he's supposed to see the evil in his eye, or what, but somehow we get a little flashback of it, Michael lets him go, the kid goes out, and all of a sudden now, Corey is involved in this, you know, he's got the, the eyes of a killer as, uh, the uh, Dr. Loomis would say, he, he's the eyes of a shark, it's just black. And the rest of the film is Corey becoming a fucking psycho killer. He sleeps with Lori Strode's granddaughter. Lori sees it in him. Lori goes to his mother. Corey's mom is a weird take on a on a, on a Jewish mother. I mean, that's just the it's kind of like a a trope or just the um, the way she's portrayed was what everybody, I think, pictures Jewish mothers to be like. And that's not a derogatory remark before anybody tries to say anything. It's it's just, you have to see the film to know what I'm talking about. The way she talks, uh, the way she's overprotective, she's overbearing. His father, stepfather, I don't know what he is, works at a salvage yard where he works. Gave him a motorcycle to get around because he was riding a bicycle. Why that's, why that's a thing, we'll, I guess, kind of get into later. But him working at the salvage yard is a big part of the ending. Um, 
But we see that basically Corey now is trying to get Lori's granddaughter to leave. He's like, why are we staying at Haddonfield? We need to just leave. I want to leave. I don't want to be here. And she tells him, she's like, you know, I've grown up here. My memories are here. Everything I know is here. I didn't want to leave my grandmother because, you know, she without me, she would have nobody. And he's like, you know, well, she's she basically saying she's an adult. You know, you need to live your life. We need to get out of here. And before they do this, he decides to go on a fucking killing spree. Lori, he takes her, the one, he takes Lori's granddaughter back to the abandoned house now where he killed the kid and basically to show her where it happened, he gives the story to her, I guess kind of setting up what's coming. Lori's figured him out. Lori knows that there's something wrong with him. Um, he goes home, his mother ends up kicking him out, you know, striking him, and that's going to set up with him killing her, which is going to come, we all knew it. He goes, and now he's sleeping in the house where he killed the kid. Not only that, he's sleeping on the stupid part where he killed him, where the, the floor has been stained with his blood. Um, we see uh, one of the a cop that was courting Lori Strode's granddaughter, sees them at a diner together, and is basically kind of hitting on her in front of him. He kind of snaps and says, go the fuck away, basically. The cop ends up, I'm going to get him back, chases him on his motorcycle. He takes the cop down there to where Michael is, and as Michael, he attacks the cop, and then Michael's attacking, and then he tells Michael, show me how to do it. Show me how to do it. And Michael ends up cutting the cop's throat and then stabbing him. You needed Michael Myers to show you how to stab somebody. Like, come on. Who the fuck wrote that? Like, why? Why would you need Michael to show you this? But anyway, he's going to have him and Lori's granddaughter are going to leave. He tells her, meet me at a diner at this time. But before he goes, he's going to go on a killing rampage and kill everybody that's wronged him. But before that, he's going to go back to Michael. Now, Michael Myers... In the last two films, alone in the last two films, has been stabbed repeatedly, cut, set on fire, shot, beaten to damn near death. He's taken on an entire uh, firefighter battalion. He's taking on half the city with his mask, and he survived. Now, this guy goes down there, and Michael's supposed to be, I guess, hurt and weakened from the past four years, whatever. He goes down there. And overpowers Michael Myers and says, I need something from you. And tries to steal his mask. Ends up overpowering Michael and stealing his mask. And he's like, you're just a guy. You're just a guy in a Halloween mask. <sighs> so are you, fucking idiot. And then, he goes on a killing rampage. Now, I will say this. Some of the way he kills people is kind of entertaining. He kind of takes a blowtorch of a guy's face. That's kind of entertaining. He, uh, There's a guy at a radio station who got on to him and Lori, his granddaughter, for staying up there and being on his property. And he's the voice of the station. He ends up bashing him, cutting his tongue off. The thing that's funny about this is at the radio station in Haddonfield in the, 2020, in the you know, 2020s, they're still using records to play their music for some reason on the radio. His tongue's on the record, and it's slowing through, and every time it hits, it skips. And that's how they f find out that something's wrong. He's killed the three. He killed the four kids that are picked on him the whole time, the ones that threw him over the stupid overpass, which he's fine from. He didn't have any injuries. I don't understand. He's just got some cuts and scrapes. Um, he takes them back to the salvage yard, has them chase him after he cards Psycho in the guy's car. He goes there. The first kid 
She stabs him through the eye with a stupid drumstick. He was in the band, I guess. Um, the next girl, he runs her over with a truck, pins her under it, under some chain-link fence. Her friend comes back to help her for some reason. He takes a monkey wrench and caves her skull in. The last guy, his dad, stepdad, or whatever, who runs a salvage yard, is there watching a movie with headphones on, not hearing any of this at first. He gives the then when he the kid finally gets his attention, he gives him a shotgun and he takes a pistol to go see what's going on. He's trying to save the girl, and you see Corey standing there in the Michael Myers mask and entire and a uh, and the whole outfit. He's got the mechanics overalls on and everything. Um, the kid runs out. He's like, "I got you, psycho!" and shoots it. And all of a sudden, at that point, his dad stepdad stands up. It goes right through his head. It kills him. The blowtorch ends up getting this guy as Corey clocks him over the head with the uh, butt of the rifle and then melts his face off and the girl is pinned under the truck he steps on her collapses her skull he goes home he stabs his mom to death he like cuts the tongue out of the dj like i said and then he's going to laurie strode he's going to kill laurie strode and she said that from the beginning uh he told her granddaughter she was trying to kill him and basically kind of turning her granddaughter against him. Her granddaughter has left. Her granddaughter is now blaming her for her parents dying and saying that she provoked a madman and that's what set Michael off. I don't fucking get it. This woman has been chased for fucking years by it and she was preparing for it, I understand. She didn't fucking provoke this dude and yet somehow she's getting blamed for it even by her own family. Now, she calls the police. Lori's at home. She said, I want to report a suicide. Gives her address. And you see her with a gun. She's crying like she's about to kill herself. And then there's a pumpkin in her room. She shoots the pumpkin. You see it splatter. You know that she didn't kill herself. And Corey pops in. And it's that whole thing of like you kind of think that she's drunk when she's supposedly sobered up. She's not the Lord that we know strong. She's holding the gun. And she straight looked at him and said, Do you really think I would kill myself? And then shoots him uh, twice. He falls over the banister. She goes down, she puts the rest of the bullets into the wall, and is like, if you're going to kill me, then kill me. He picks up the knife, and basically she's like, you know, you're not taunting him, saying, you want to do it, you're going to do it. And her granddaughter pulls up because her granddaughter's muffler needed to be fixed. It was rattling. They tell you that at the very beginning, and I missed that part, but that's a key point. He knows when she's pulling up because she can hear the rattle of the muffler. And he looks at it, Lori and said, if I can't have her, no one can and stabs himself in the throat so she comes in she thinks Lori killed him she gets in the car she drives off she's not going to call the police or nothing she's just going to leave because her grandmother killed the only person who knew her and who she loved she didn't know this guy that long but she loved him and that's pretty much how it goes Michael Myers shows up, he reclaims his mask, and we see the Laurie and him showdown. They fight, he's getting the upper hand on Laurie. Laurie ends up stabbing him to the uh, buffet, or not the buffet table, excuse me. Ends up stabbing him to the island with one of with his butcher knife, grabs another knife, pounds it into his other hand, so he is now pinned to the, not, to the uh, table. She pulls a refrigerator on him, he's stuck down. She grabs another knife. You know, and says, tonight you're just a guy who's going to die. Pulls his mask off, so we finally kind of see the face of Michael and cuts his throat. Then his hand, he rips his hand off with a knife, which is a gnarly look as it's cut his hand in half. Grabs her by the throat, choking her. And she starts saying, you know, just do it, just do it. Basically saying, kill me, kill me. Just end me right now. And her granddaughter comes in, stops him. And then... Lori ends up cutting his wrist and he bleeds out. The 
police have showed up because they called a suicide in. They knew it was Lori's house. Her, the sheriff, who she's been flirting with, goes in, finds Corey dead, finds Michael dead, and they say he's not dead, not dead enough. So what do they do? They strap him to the hood of the, the roof of the car like a buck, and they're going to parade him through town to show everybody that he's actually dead. They're going to finally get rid of Michael Myers. So they parade him through town. The police, you know, some of them are saying, this is the way, this is the way. And the sheriff and them are like, it is tonight. So they parade him through town. And they hold, and to go to the salvage yard. And see, this is where it's coming. They go to the salvage yard. And the entire town's there. I don't know how they got the entire town there. I don't know who put out the, uh, the bulletin about it. I don't know who all said, hey, Michael Myers is dead. Everybody come down and watch us get rid of Michael Myers for good. I don't know how this happened. But the entire town shows up at the fucking salvage yard with a police escort. They take the body and they crowd surf it over to the fucking, I don't know what it is, the crusher or whatever where they get, take scrap metal and throw it in. It's basically a big ass paper shredder, you know, and they throw his body in and it shreds his body. It's kind of gnarly looking as, you know, it's practical. There's blood and everywhere. It's gnarly looking. So they have effectively disposed of Michael Myers' body. He's gone. He can't come back. This is truly Halloween ends, at least for this trilogy. We all know they can always make more and say that that never happened. But that's the end of the movie. Then she's been writing a book this whole time. You kind of hear her talking. She's like, you know, evil isn't dead. It just changes its shape. And then the sheriff brings her some vegetables, and they sit on the porch. And that's the end of the movie, as Don't Fear the Reaper comes on. This movie makes no sense. They still played on the fact that it's not her, her brother, which makes no sense. The brother aspect of the whole thing from the original made it understandable why he was chasing Lori this whole time. This is just some psycho. You can say, well, he's chasing the one that got away. Okay, but why is he so, why is he so persistent on this one person? I don't care if she's the one that got away. He's overly obsessed with this one person. Again, he's not in the film. Michael Myers is in the film maybe 10, 15 minutes of a two-hour fucking film. They tried to make another character the psychopath of Halloween. I don't want to see Corey be Michael Myers. I don't want to see him be the shape. I want to see Michael Myers be Michael Myers. And I know Michael Myers is old, and I understand that they were trying to, like, we got to have some kind of youth to try to, I guess, try to push this story along it's something different i don't need different the writers of this were lazy the writers of this didn't know how to make their halloween series work they didn't know how to end it and they made a shitty fucking sequel this may be one of if not the shittiest halloween sequels of all of them maybe they were taking the rob zombie route because rob zombie's halloween 2 is terrible and the reason it's terrible is because Rob Zombie wanted to make a off-the-wall bonkers film so they would leave him the fuck alone and not expect him to do a third one. Maybe this is what the writers of this one want to do. They're like, we're done with this and we don't want to do another one, so let's just make this a shitty movie. It's garbage. It's terrible. I don't want to see somebody else be Michael Myers in the or the shape in this mask. I want to see Michael Myers do it. Laurie Strode did an amazing job. The story is just, it's pointless. It doesn't make sense to why he's living around people and he's not killing them. His whole thing was he didn't show remorse. He didn't have any empathy. So why is he letting other people live? Why did he let this kid live? Did he see Did he see a psychopath in him? Maybe it goes back to the whole nurture nature. Maybe it's all, all in us. I don't know, but it makes no sense that this kid was a good kid and all of a sudden he just becomes a psycho and he wants to, to kill 
I, I didn't even mention the part where he starts his first killing spree in the fucking clown mask, which is what it was in Halloween when Michael Myers did his first killing, and he kills a guy with a corkscrew, and then Michael kills the fucking girlfriend, or the fucking uh, secretary, because the guy's a doctor. He kills a secretary that was there to have an affair with him. It's dumb. The story is dumb. The pacing is dumb. Again, the acting is terrible, except for Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis, she does an amazing job. Um, the dialogue doesn't make sense because, again, for some reason in the past two films, people don't talk like this. People do not have conversations like they do in these Halloween films. I don't understand what the writers are doing, how they have no grasp of the concept of what Halloween is or the grasp of the concept of what a Halloween movie is. They changed the dynamic of it to try to add youth and diversity to it. This goes back to what it was in my last one talking about a remake versus a reboot. They took the name, they took the name, changed everything else and ruined both films in the fucking process. The first one of this, you the funny thing is this is one series, this Halloween series, this trilogy, you can see it get worse. The first one wasn't terrible. It had bad flaws, but it looked overall it kept with the tone of what a Halloween film was. The second one got exponentially worse. The dialogue and everything. And then the third one is just garbage. I don't know what the point of this was. I know that they were going to do three. This is hopefully the end of it. I love Halloween movies, and they can make Halloween movies, but make a Halloween movie. Don't try to go over the top. Don't try to overthink it. Don't try to do anything with a new dynamic. You don't need any of this to make a Halloween film. You have someone who Michael Myers is chasing, and you have people he kills. The story is a linear story. It's a small connect. You don't have to go over the top with it or try to connect all these stupid little dots. To get somewhere. There was no point for this Corey kid to be Michael Myers in this. There was no point to keep Michael Myers out of the fucking Halloween movie the entire fucking time. Killing him is killing him. I get all that. But we all know that it's not dead. And and maybe Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't come back. She said this is the last one she's doing. I don't blame her if this is the route they're wanting to go. I wouldn't come back for this bullshit either. And I've used a lot of cuss words in this podcast. And I understand that because I normally might cuss a little bit. But I've, I've, I've actually went a little bit overboard here. And I apologize to anybody that may think, wow, this is a lot. It's just this movie is really bad. The only good thing about it is Jamie Lee Curtis. She's the only one that seemed like she was taking this movie seriously. And they even tried to change her character in it from being the the Sarah Connor type, the survivalist. They tried to make her Susie Homemaker, who was trying to adapt. And they were like, well, she got sober and psychiatry has worked. Maybe it did. And then the town treated her like shit and made her, you know, they're blaming her for everything that happened. They're blaming her for Michael. They're blaming her for all the attacks. She didn't do it, but yet they're blaming her as if she's the monster and she's not the one that snaps. It's the kid that's been bullied because of an accidental kill. I understand he became a social pariah. And they even said it, like I said it before. Basically, they say, you know, Michael Myers is gone. They needed a new boogeyman. And he just fit the bill because of what happened and how it happened. I get that. But why didn't he leave? Why didn't he just fucking leave? He kept asking Lori's granddaughter why she stayed. Why didn't he leave? 
Why didn't he go somewhere? Why didn't he move? Why didn't his family move? Why didn't they get out of the place? Because his mother was even complaining, you know, that they, they treated her son like crap. And, you know, instead of helping him, they're doing nothing with her. Well, why are y'all still here? Why are you guys still in a town that is treating your entire family and your son like garbage because of an accident? Seems like you're a bad parent at that point yourself. Because I would have bounced. Me and my kids would have kid would have left. I'm not going to be somewhere who treats my kid like a fucking social pariah because of an accident. I understand he killed a kid, but he did not do it on purpose. It was not like he maliciously killed this child. Okay. So it made no point for them to stay. And then he keeps getting picked on. And then all of a sudden now he becomes, I don't know if it's a social commentary if it's a placate on the way the world is now i don't know all i know is the film is terrible and i will say this for the first time don't watch this film don't when was the last time you had me say that don't watch this film i mean you can it's got oh you got some gnarly kills in it and again jamie lee curtis great love jamie lee curtis but that's it that's the only good parts of this because the story is a one garbage a garbage and this isn't the B-horror movie review. This isn't my B-movie review. I've got a special one coming for that. I've got a special one coming for that. But this movie is not good. It is not good in the franchise. It is not good in the, the series. It is not good for the entire Halloween aspect. It is not good on any front besides, of, besides Jamie Lee Curtis's role. That's it. So my advice... Don't watch this film. Just don't. If you want to complete the trilogy and see how bad it is, then yeah, watch it. Understand at that point. But if you're looking for a scary film, this ain't it. The scares are not there. There's no jump scares. There's no psychological scares. There's nothing there. Okay? The movie's just bad. It's poorly written and poorly acted. That's all I can say. This has been my profanity-laced review of Halloween Ends. And I think they may have ended this franchise with this film. 100%. So until next time, follow me on Twitter. I'm at NerdPoolPod. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at NerdPoolPodcast. I am on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. Thank you all for the likes, the shares, the love, and the support. It really helps me out. And I appreciate everything you're doing. Merch, God willing, is coming soon. It's in the works. Thank you all for your love. Thank you for your support. Until next time, that's Nerdpool. See ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Nerdpool. Be sure to come back next time for more tales of the frightening and the dreadful. Until next time, remember to avoid things that go bump in the night. <laughs>